Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ross Braun is retiring from the Formula One for the second time in his career. Let's say some kind words to Ross to summarise his career. I think you're an amazing man. It was unbelievable to meet you out in Zandvoort. We have reached out on the email. We haven't heard back. I know you're extremely busy. (laughs) But the Pit Stop Podcast is the number one motherfucking Formula One podcast Podcast in in the the world. world. (laughs) And Ross, we need you to come on, please. Once again, guys, you are here, you are with us. It's a lovely sunny day here in London, and we are back for another episode. Woohoo! I have to admit, did not think today's episode would be me and Fab. We actually thought it was going to be the episode with Robert Schwartzman, but the edit's taken us longer than we thought, so it's going to be coming as a bonus in the next couple of days. That's it, and if none of you knew that it was Robert Schwartzman, then maybe you should follow the TikTok or the Instagram, because we've been posting vids about it. At Pitstop, give it a follow. And by the way, we've joined Twitter. If anyone uses Twitter, we're at Jake and Fab. Send us a tweet. Yeah, tweet us, let us know what's going on, any questions you want. I have been on Twitter for like the last couple of months on my personal, just searching the words Pit Stop Podcast, reading what people have said about us. People have been talking behind our backs and yeah, we didn't they, even know it was going they on. They don't think we see it, but we, oh, I see everything. It's because they can't tag us, right? Well, that's it. But it's they been, can now. Yeah, they can tag us now at Jake and Fab. There's been a few people that have said lovely things and a few people that have said, can't stand that Pit Stop Podcast. They don't know anything and it's so jarring. Oh, well, there's a new, there's a few uh, bad ones out there. There is a few trolls. You know, it's been keeping me up at night. (laughs) (laughs) Has it really, though? I honestly couldn't give a flying fuck. (laughs) Of course you couldn't. But yeah, we're back. We went to Italy literally yesterday. uh, We flew out in the morning, came back later that day, and we did the episode with Robert Schwartzman, which we're really excited. You know, Ferrari test driver, amazing guy. He's hilarious. He's really good fun. The episode's going to be great. Yeah, there's a little bit of bonus footage at the end as well for anyone who stays for the whole video. Yeah, There's a little nugget at the end. (laughs) <laughs> and just little, little bits nugget. all the way through to be fair it's, it was a great great episode it was amazing to be it was our first time in the Ferrari factory we I doing can't a believe they let there. us film though we actually filmed in front of the legendary Ferrari cars in the museum like when we got there they set it all up for us they proper looked after us like Ferrari thank you so much this is why I like Ferrari right because they, they will want to do things proper mm. and we walk into the museum we met everyone it was unreal we're walking seeing all these cars which was crazy then they take us into the la 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 La, 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 whatever it's called <laughs> i can't remember what it's called and but there's people walking around i'm like hang on this like, it's not closed off like this is open to everyone who wants to like walk and see the shit 
And we're like, how are we going to do this? Because it's going to be noisy, like we, the people are going to be walking in front of the cameras. But straight away, they were like, no, nope, we're cordon off this whole area. Yeah. <laughs> so they put like tape around everywhere. Yeah. It was unreal. Turn the music off Turn the music down, Antonio turn the lights Antonio Giovinazzi up. came over with the lights. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Giovinazzi was our um, electrician for the day. Might not have actually just been Just need to confirm, yeah, it actually but... wasn't Giovinazzi. <laughs> yeah, just, just to clear that one up. <laughs> There's a lot happening in the Formula One world, though. We got Singapore this weekend. Gutted Ooh. we're not there, to be honest. Bit gutted, bit gutted, like no teams reached out and was like, Jake and Fab, come fucking chill for the weekend. Because Singapore looks unreal. And you know what? I didn't really know this, but apparently it's like the best race of the year. Oh, really? It's a night well, race. night race, yeah. It's a, it's a street track and it's super tight. Apparently, the surface of the road is really bumpy. Apparently, it's just an absolute nightmare. Everyone we know that's posting photos there, all the photos look absolutely amazing as well. I'm so mm. jealous. Like, next year, next year we'll definitely go, but we are going to try and go to some more races this season. So, don't rule that out. The last episode you heard from us was with Shy. We hope you guys loved it. Like, that guy's really important oh, to us. Oh, it got some really good reviews. Yeah, the reviews have been amazing. I saw quite a few comments of people saying, like, I wasn't particularly interested in the episode because they didn't know who he was. But once they watched it, they were like, oh, yeah, okay, this guy is cool as fuck. Yeah, for sure. Like, anyone that wants to get into Formula One or wants to hear about how he does his job, like, it's a pretty cool job being, like, the content manager at, like, Alfa Romeo. Like, taking the photos, posting them all, running that Instagram account. Like, that's Mate, cool. anyone who works in the F1 has the sickest job. I know. When I remember being a kid, right, and thinking about, like, I want to travel throughout my life, but I never wanted to make a year of it. I wanted to, like, travel throughout my life, just all these different countries. And I thought about different jobs, and I was like, music can, can take you there. Uh, there's so many other jobs where you have to travel for it, but you never, ever think about F1. But it's consistent. It's like, yeah, there's a race every month. These Wait, people are traveling world. multiple times every month. Like, and they're never at home. I'm completely with you when you just said, by the way, you wouldn't want to take a year out of your life to travel. Like, I know how some people do that because it works around their work and that, but just because of how I like enjoying traveling, I wouldn't want to do it like all like that. Like, go travel cool. for six months. It would be cool, but yeah, agree. It's just not for me. Like, I, I guess it's, for it. some people it's perfect, but I would rather like proper spread it. But then we're also really lucky that with the opportunities we're getting with the F1, it is the dreamland. That's the thing. <laughs> Everyone would want to do this. You get to travel the world and fly around. Like, yep. it's pretty inc incredible and it's pretty funny. We get to film it all. <laughs> and the great thing about it is that we're not just traveling for the sake of traveling. Like, you're actually traveling to do something. Really? So you know that no matter where you go, there's like a race <laughs> that you're going to be able to watch, which is unreal. Yeah, we did loads at Amsterdam over the weekend, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, what did you get up to in Amsterdam? <laughs> well, we watched the race, drank about a thousand beers, yeah. spoke to everyone. Yeah. Hopefully at some point we'll actually be able to film at the races though. And then if we go to the races, we'll actually have something to do. Do you get what I mean? Like Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I mean, it would be the best content that the F1 would have ever seen. All we need is the accreditation. But uh, there you go. Some things, anyone listening some, things, give us a shot. some things are out of our reach. <laughs> We're not magic, unfortunately. Jake! Fab! What's in the news today? Max Verstappen could win his second world championship in Singapore this weekend. We're going to go over to start with how he could win. I've got the exact what has to happen here. This is what I want to know. For Max Verstappen Because to there's win. been a lot of chatter about this. Okay. But I don't actually know the ins and outs. Who has to finish where? <laughs> what needs to happen? Relax. You got to the right person, my I friend. Am, hang on. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Yeah? I'm Good back. man. I'm relaxed. Yeah, take a sip of water, you know, chill out. Verstappen will become the world champion in Singapore if... So basically, the first scenario is that Verstappen wins the race and gets fastest lap, which is very likely. Mm -hmm. But Leclerc would have to finish 8-4 lower 
and Perez would have to finish fourth or lower for him to win the championship. Why Perez? Because Perez is very close on points to, to Leclerc. So they need to, he needs to get away from both of them so that neither of them can catch. That's the points distance finish. Right. You get me? Yep, yep. The second scenario is Verstappen wins but doesn't get fastest lap. Leclerc then needs to be ninth or lower and Sainz needs to be fourth with no fastest lap. This is tight. And if Verstappen comes second, well, basically, if Verstappen doesn't win, it goes to Japan no matter what. But if Verstappen does win and he gets fastest lap, then look at Leclerc and Sainz. No, Leclerc, Leclerc and Perez, sorry, because they've got a... If they don't finish high, the championship battle could be over. I think it's going to go to Japan. Do you? I, yeah, unless there's like some horrendous crash. I, I thought for a while Japan. But then a bit of me, yeah, I've been looking at all this Singapore stuff. I'm watching the training. I've got some notes here on my Jake's notebook. I reckon it's it. going to go down to the knuckle, you know. Before we dive into Jake's notebook, I reckon it's going to go right to the bone. Well, yeah, that's where I'm going with, with that. Because don't, I don't think Singapore will be won by. I've got a fear. We'll do our predictions at the end. But I don't feel like it's going to be won by someone will think. Because it's so hot, isn't it? Okay, well, so you like, think there's going to be some so weird... Hard. Yeah. Like... I've been to Singapore. Who won last year at Singapore? Uh, they didn't race there. The last time they raced was in 2019. I believe it was Sebastian Vettel. I have actually got it here. I'll just quickly confirm that with you. The last winner was Sebastian Vettel, Ferrari 2019. <laughs> Wait, so they didn't do Singapore last year or the year before? No, they didn't. Wow. COVID, I'm guessing. Damn. Certain tracks weren't on it. But it is back now, which is fantastic. It's fantabby dozy, I've been to Singapore, mate. And I've looked at the weather and it shows like 31 degrees Saturday and Sunday, which isn't that hot. But the issue is it also shows like rain, like in the aspect of it's so humid. Like I remember being there and I walked out of the hotel. I got out of the taxi at the airport. No, I remember actually coming out of, off the plane and I was stood there in border control in Singapore. And I was just like sweating so much mm. and my top was wet and I was taking in breaths like, like just try to breathe normally. But I just felt like I couldn't grab the air. You know, like when you start controlling your own breathing and then you feel like you have to breathe yourself. You know, like if I say to you now, control your breathing, you go. For a little while, you'll have to keep doing it. Otherwise, you won't breathe. So you had to acclimatize to the I had to, to proper acclimatize and control well, my breathing. Did you see Brad's story? No, what did he post? Brad put up a, it was like the weather report from Singapore and it said 70%, 75% humidity. Wow. And I believe it was 70% in Miami. Okay. And they fucking struggled hard because apparently, I need to get this right, but apparently you don't, when you sweat at that temperature, it doesn't cool your body down anymore. Oh, wow. So these drivers, I mean, we've seen the videos on Instagram of like them training in the gym, but like the gym's roasting hot. Yeah, and they've used all the machines and that. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of ice baths out in Singapore. It's I'd say there's going to be a few. I might even take one while I'm watching it. <laughs> if we're going to be sat we here in the Singapore room, in a bath together? Yeah, we'll get, we'll bring, get a couple of bars, we'll get like a few buckets. That'd be nice because we haven't had a bath together in a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Why have yeah. we stopped? <laughs> Maybe we should pod on the bath next time. Pod in the bath. Oh my God, this podcast is so weird. Yeah, I think anyone could win. I just have a feeling it might be open. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling that... You like, think it's open for uh, maybe George to maybe take his maiden win? I'm looking Mercedes. at Mercedes, for sure. But then maybe we should be looking at Kevin Magnussen. See, it's interesting you said Mercedes because there's another bit of news involving 2019 as well, which was the last time that they raced Hockenheim. Okay, go on. What's which the is in Germany. Obviously, Germany being like the home of Mercedes, right? Yeah. Like Red Bull have the Red Bull ring... Uh, McLaren, Silverstone, I guess. For fuck knows, really. I don't know if, if that's a home <laughs> race for McLaren. No, they're American, aren't they? 
He's just carry on over Ferrari have like um, uh, Monza. Yeah. So like Mercedes don't have a home race yet. And I, I, I was thinking like, why do Germany not want to race anymore? Because apparently they've actually actively said like they have no interest in hosting Formula One anymore. What is the reason for this? Hockenheim 2019 was the last race and apparently that race was, was an epic battle. Really? I don't know if you, we didn't watch it obviously. No, no. So the race was actually won by Verstappen, but the pole sitter, Lewis Hamilton, left the race after lap 27 because he had a crash, a big horrendous crash behind the safety car. Really? We've got to watch that? We need to. Apparently, it was like one of the best races ever in the history of Formula One. Yeah, but where are you going with this? So are you telling me that Mercedes are using Singapore as a home race? <laughs> Is that where you're going? <laughs> No. So what are you trying to say? (laughs) Well, we're just talking about Mercedes. And then when you said 2019 was the last time they raced Singapore, I thought, well, yeah, it's the last time they raced Hockenheim as well. But I feel like Germany, this whole time that I've been sitting through this year, I've been wondering why haven't Germany got a race? Yeah, I don't know why there isn't a race in Germany. Germany is so big for motorsport. Surely, and there's German drivers that would want to race there. You got to think it's like F1 is to do with money. Yeah. And if you look at every single country now, which is hosting it, they've got so much money. I mean, you've got a few, a few, obviously, but then you've got like all of like Asia and America. I'd love to see F1 come back to Germany personally. Have you seen the pictures of Mercedes landing in Singapore though? That's what made me think maybe they're trying to use it as a home race, mate. Did you see the fans? <sighs> Fucking Mercedes going to use Singapore know, as a home do race. I? What are you I don't talking know how about? This stuff works. <laughs> but basically, what I'm saying is there was loads of fans there. Imagine like... if they built a factory out in Singapore just so they could call it their home race. <laughs> <laughs> you also missed why I said it could potentially be Kevin Magnussen that wins this weekend. Why could it be Kevin Magnussen? Well, Kevin Magnussen actually holds the lap record at Singapore. Yeah. Shut up. I'm being serious Shut right now. Up. I'm being serious. There is no fucking way Kevin Magnussen has the lap record at Singapore. I swear, Kevin. Ma- Ke- Kevin? <laughs> Kevin! Cabbage. <laughs> Kevin Magnussen holds the lap record. A 141.905.2018. Uh, that is. Facts, okay, I'm reading... A what? A 121.9? A 141.905. Apparently, Nicholas Latifi has the crash there, the record there for the biggest amount of crashes. Really? No. Oh. But 61 probably is, probably is true. <laughs> First Grand Prix there was 2008. Race distance is 308 kilometers. Guess how many DRS zones we got? Three. We've got three. I've never watched Singapore. Well, did we watch it last year? No, because we started in Brazil. We talk about it. We raced it. What do you mean? Singapore's like your best track. On the game, no, Mexico is. No, Singapore. I'm not very good at it. You set the fastest lap on Singapore because you managed to cut all the corners without getting a disqualification. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, I'm fucking good at Singapore. (laughs) Singapore's easy. Obviously, Verstappen can pretty easily win this this weekend. Well, not easily, but he's pretty much won the championship, as we know. There's no qualms. I think the battle now goes like Mercedes-Red Bull. Ferrari for constructors and I think it goes for like who finishes on the podium like in the championship because it is really close. What's the points difference between Checo and Leclerc? Well I'll tell you from the top Verstappen's got 335 and then Charles Leclerc in second has 219. Sergio Perez. 219? Yeah Sergio Perez has 210. (sighs) Only nine points behind Leclerc and then George Russell has 203, which is only 16 points behind Leclerc wow. and seven points behind Perez. So really, it's just a battle for the podium. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Verstappen's won. But He's just... so far ahead, but that is so tight between three different teams. I know. When has it been that tight between three teams? I honestly... don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> well, fam, <maybe laughs> just have a little look. <laughs> I don't know. But you're looking at a situation where it's very possible George Russell 
could finish second overall this season in a car that has been nowhere near as good as a Red Bull Debut and nowhere year. near as good as a Ferrari. Debut year at Mercedes. That, t- that has come from a team, mate. arguably the worst team on the grid, to being one of the best teams on the grid. Yeah, they didn't start off. Oh, you're talking about um, Williams. I was going to say Mercedes. Yeah, they didn't start off. Yeah, they probably weren't too. the and worst team on the grid. Yeah, to only be 16 points behind Leclerc. That's that fucking is mega. absolutely crazy. That's mate. mega. And we'd absolutely love George to come on the pod, by the way. So, George, if you're listening, <laughs> please come on. It'll be such a good app. Yeah, George, we only said that so you come on. So, I hope you liked it. We've got scones here. We've got tea. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what else we got. We got British if flags everywhere. George, like you said, I think it would be so natural and great because we should make it so British. We should get a proper tea set, flags and everything. Proper bone china tea set, a pot of tea. United Kingdom pillows go above and beyond. <laughs> Red Bull Racing have got five hundred and forty-five points for. All right, this is where it gets interesting because Red Bull have easily won the constructors pretty much. Ferrari have got four hundred and six. Mercedes have got three hundred and seventy-one. So there is a 35-point gap between them. I still stand by what I said at the beginning of the season. Like, Ferrari, love you guys. Thanks for letting us in the museum. And thank you for letting us film with Robert. But I'm not going back on my prediction. I do think the crystal ball has told me that I reckon Mercedes will finish higher than Ferrari in the constructors. In the constructors. Just so consistent, mate. So consistent. When did you make that prediction? Right at the beginning of the season. Before we'd even raced. It was when... It was when Mercedes weren't doing very well. It was at the beginning. And I was like, I bet you they'll come back. And I bet you they'll finish ahead of Ferrari. <laughs> and they weren't even doing anything then. But George Russell has just stayed consistent, which has kept them points. Yeah, George is the man. Don't know what's going on with Lewis. but he's definitely Lewis definitely picked up. He's been getting some points, points recently. But then as you drop down, the only All right, battle... here's a curveball. Lewis Hamilton to Aston Martin next year. Their driver line that's already confirmed. Thoughts, though? <laughs> Mate, we know what can happen with Formula One. Shit doesn't... They confirm shit and it doesn't happen. We've seen it happen before. Really? Very recently. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, mate. <laughs> but, <laughs> if, but give me your prediction if it does. If Lewis Hamilton wins Aston Martin... Obviously, not fucking going to Aston Martin. I reckon he'd win a race in the Aston Martin. Do you think? I think Aston Martin will be quick next season. That You saying that's just reminded me, by the way, of the guests we've got coming on. <laughs> Go on. Can't say his name, can we? What to do with Aston Martin? No, big, 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 big guests that we've got coming on. I'm winking at you now. Yeah, that's who I was just talking about, right? Yeah, well, no, you didn't say his name. Yeah, but you know how I'm talking about. I know, oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, do you think maybe we've given away too much now? No, I don't know. Okay, wait, cut, cut. It's pretty crazy to see Alpine ahead of McLaren in the standings. Yeah, I guess it is if you're into Formula One. I don't really fucking know, to be honest. <laughs> Is it weird? I don't know. Alpina got 125 points. McLaren got 107. So that's going to be interesting. Breaking news! Breaking meh, news! Meh, Breaking meh, news! Meh. Ladies and gentlemen, take your seats. Guan Yu Zhou will be driving in Formula One next year. Woo! Contract Woo! extension well for done, the amazing Guan driver. And all he wanted was a race in China. He got his race in China. So he smashed it, and he got points on his rookie debut. But because we had him on the pod, I thought we'd make a big deal out of that. You know what? It was great having Shy on um, when he was talking about Alfa Romeo and saying how their team is very tight-knit, and there's not many of them. Mm. He's the only guy who does socials, right? Yeah. There isn't a team of them. And it's quite nice. I think Alfa Romeo, probably the perfect team for Joe to join 
in his rookie year. To look after him. Like, it's more like intimate, it's closer than some of these other teams, maybe, I don't know. But I think he, I could see him staying with him for a while. That's so true, actually. And it's interesting to hear you say that because I was thinking the same with Bottas. I feel like he is the perfect replacement because obviously they did a double new driver lineup, which is quite rare. So they had to pick someone perfect to who go with the other Kimi person. Who they have? Kimi and who? Giovinazzi. Right. But they just got a whole new driving lineup. And they did it perfectly because we feel seen like what they can like nurture together. each other. Yeah. I think VB has been an unreal person for Joe to kind of come in and, and embrace him and teach him new teach him stuff, give him advice, everything else. Next year and the following years, I can see them being a really good duo together. Once once Joe gets through his rookie year and he's like fully settled in, I would love to see him go win that Chinese race next year. Wouldn't oh, you? mate, it would be insane. Or even just get on the podium. Yeah, he's had an amazing rookie year. They're going to have to stick some orange juice in the engine just for that. Yeah. Just for that race. Yeah, a few people sent in some questions asking us to ask all the drivers what orange juice they use in their car. Don't worry, we will be asking them that. Oh, it's Tropicana with bits. It, well, some of them use without bits. And some, yeah, I actually Mercedes, Mercedes don't use bits. No. That's why they're fucking... <laughs> There's a rumour coming over. Um, it's from Aston Martin, actually. I've seen it on the grapevine. They're actually going to be trying apple juice out. I don't know why. Hang on, cloudy or well, clear? I don't want to go too into detail. With elderflower? I'll let you know when I've heard back from their apple team in the garage. Surely it's apple and elderflower. Well, I know that that's one of the ones they're testing. Cloudy apple and elderflower. Or apple and pear. Sometimes you get the combo. I can't too much. I've signed an NDA. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> McLaren have now got a pink car for this weekend for the next two races. They have swapped one of their sponsors out. They've now got OKX. So you're going to see a bit of a pink Who did they McLaren. get rid of? Velo. Uh, yeah, it seems to have gone for these two races. And they've just been... And it might be a brand owned by another brand. You know what I mean? Like so that. there's a bit of pink on the car. I like that. Orange and pink. It goes looks together. cool. Reminds me of a fucking... Is it a refresher? Oh, yeah, the little nice. Sweet, or squidgies, whatever they're, they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're on about. No, neither do I. <laughs> no, no, it's fruit, fruit salad. Fruit salad. Fruit salad, they're my favourite. Pink and orange. They're, they're the absolute, they're the shit. Maybe they should fair. sponsor Mercedes instead. Or Pit Stop. Yeah, I feel well. like we haven't spoken to people in ages. I'm, I've got loads of things on my phone that I wanted to talk about on the pod. We haven't spoken about any of this stuff. We haven't even spoke on the podcast, mate, since it's been confirmed that Latifi is leaving Williams at the end of the season. Damn. It's happened. That just completely blindsided me. I, I never saw that coming in a million years. And I I was just completely shocked and devastated when I found out. <laughs> because in the back of my mind, I was like, who else could fill those boots? <laughs> you know how you have some people on the grid who are just untouchable? Like, Fab, that is not even funny anymore. Like you, couldn't just, you couldn't get anywhere near him in terms of just that raw power and passion. No, you're making speed. me cry. <laughs> It's gonna be a it's gonna be a devastating moment for Formula One when that guy goes. Um, it just didn't work go. out for him. As simple as that. He's a class guy, and everyone that speaks about him says he's one of the nicest people on the grid. And I, I was oh, you so can be nice. You can be nice. You can fucking be a nice person. But is that gonna win you races? No. I just feel bad speaking bad about these people though. Like I <laughs> yeah, love obviously them all. so do I because there's a good chance that maybe we'll have him or like someone related to him on the podcast. But fuck it, you just have to be. I mean, yeah, he got you just have real, to be true to the, yeah, true to the, the situation. At least he got first in FP1 once. That and to was be fair, amazing. we have met him yeah. very briefly, but he gave us the time of day. He said hello. He was nice. So fucking, I rate him as a person. Yeah. As it a just driver. didn't work out at Williams, did it? I'm going to go join NASCAR or something. 
there's been five drivers currently in the in the running. Okay, now I'm going to read out their names. All I want is simple yes, no, or maybes of whether you think they will be the next Williams driver alongside Albert. Nick DeVries. You think it will be Nick DeVries? I think it could be. Could it potentially be Giovinazzi? Uh, nah. Doesn't work for you? Doesn't work for me, no. Doesn't he's, make sense to me either. He's still associated with Ferrari, so I don't know why he would go to Williams. There's, there's a still a chance for him. Maybe it has, I don't know. Logan, Logan Sargent? Logan Paul. Logan, I wouldn't even be surprised at this point, the amount of shit that <laughs> they're know, able to right. achieve. Like, you know, one of them YouTubers or Boxing, saying, WWE, yeah, Formula, Formula one. 1. We'll just be sat there like, bloody hell. Yeah, Logan Sargent, <laughs> do you think maybe? Don't really know enough about Logan. Um, I can't lie, neither do I. It would be good to have a, a an American in the F1. Yeah. The next two candidates are Daniel Ricciardo and Mick Schumacher, and I don't think he'll be either. Of Danny them. Rick, no chance. No. Danny Rick, absolutely no chance. Mick Schumacher. Um, what about Mick? Mick, for me, it's like uh, Mick will stay in the sport if he lets if he gets let go by Haas. There's nothing else he he can do. He has to stay in Formula One. Yeah. I don't see him going anywhere either. I'm just, I am with you. I think it's going to be Devries, isn't it? But You've I don't. I amount. think. If if Mick was to go, I think he would get offers from other teams as well. You seen? Well, I wasn't sure about the AlphaTauri seats, but then AlphaTauri confirmed that Sonoda's staying until 2023, and we actually saw him. Fun fact: we saw go him on, in Bologna Airport. How fucking weird was that? Yeah, go on. Doesn't then. even drive for Ferrari. Me and Jake have just done the sickest podcast with a certain person <laughs> in the Maranello <laughs> Ferrari factory in Maranello in Italy in Ferrari. And we come back to the airport and we're looking at the board where we can check our bags in. And this little guy walks past us. I look at him. I look at Jack. I say, it's Yuki Sonoda. And he's like, oh, is he? And he looks over there. And he was fucking there. Looking lost. <laughs> he was like <laughs> looking for somewhere to check his bags in. And he just looked completely fucking he did lost. He look really him. lost. Also, he? I swear his suitcase was like the same size as him. <laughs> I'm not joking. It was a big fucking suitcase. He had headphones in, so he completely ignored us. Yeah, we tried to say hello. He didn't. He didn't reply. No, so. which is a shame. He must have been listening to music. Yeah, because he loves the Pistol Podcast. I'm sure. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so I hear. I've actually got a picture here of the current who's got the most podiums up. Basically, this is what we're doing for today's podcast because we weren't expecting to upload, and I've got to go out in 30 minutes. So we are going through all of the latest Formula One stats, facts, and fun things straight from News Now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it says which of these drivers will finish with the most podiums? Okay, Russell has seven podiums this season. Sainz has seven. Perez has seven. Leclerc has seven, and Hamilton has six. Leclerc. Do you think Leclerc's going to finish with more podiums? Leclerc. There's four races left, right? Singapore, Japan. Five, I think. Yeah, five. Singapore, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, Abu Dhabi, and USA. Oh shit, six then. Singapore, Japan, Japan Mexico, Austin, Brazil. Austin, Mexico, Brazil, Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Six. Yep. Six races to go. And what that, four. Is that three sprint races too? There, there's, there, there, no, there can't be. There's only three sprint races this season. Oh. Brazil's a sprint. There's, a, there, there's one sprint race and it's yeah. Brazil. But there and is next six year, next year. Yeah. How mad? Too much well, or not enough? Well, the F2 do a sprint every race, don't they? And they reverse grid it. But yeah, then I see why it, they yeah. do that in F2, because you need to give everyone a... You want the, the people that are really good in F2 want to show they can come from the back. That's kind of the idea in F2. Yeah. There's too much money in Formula 1 to reverse the grid. But then I do think 
I'm just still gutted. The guy said they're not thinking about adding more cars. I, I still think that's the only thing the sport needs. Again, referring back to Brad's story, he was saying on his story, do we even need that many races next year? Is it too much? Mm. And I guess we don't know. We'll just have to see how next year goes. But it's such an intense sport. These drivers could be so burnt out by the end of it. I wonder how they feel about that, that calendar. Like, because even if you love... Mole races, mole money. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fuck more, it. Yeah, I mean, if you get to go to more places in the world, the fans accumulate. Like. I feel like the majority of drivers these days aren't just drivers. They are public figures, they're celebrities, and they want to be. Yeah, that's true. They, I think that the, the generation of Formula One drivers who don't really want well, to be in limelight... Well, maybe not necessarily want to be. I reckon, no, there definitely is drivers on the grid that don't want to be, that, that it comes with it, I think. Like who? Well, B Bottas, prime example. Well, that's what, that's what I mean, right? When he got into F1, he didn't do it. So, so, so these people are like slowly sort of leaving. So we've seen Kimi go. Yeah, You've got evolution. Fernando Alonso there, but I think he likes it. Mm. He posts quite a lot on Instagram. But I think every new driver coming up now into Formula One, it's not like, I'm a racing driver and that is all I do. And like no interviews. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I think, agree. I think every single driver, it kind of like wants to have the life of being a fucking celeb, being a person. Oh, that evolution in the next five years, every driver in the paddock will have like their own clothing brand and everything. Like it's going to be mental because all this young, all the younger drivers coming through, like you say, it's a, you don't have that long in F1. It is quite a short career. And you know what would be so sick? Well, you know how like Boohoo always like team up with like someone to do like a drop? Yeah. Like when we end up doing our own merch, we're going to have like a baseline of pit stop merch, but then we could collab with up with drivers who have their own merch as well. We can combine styles so we could do the pit stop Guan Yu Zhou crossover edition. That'd be so And sick. it'd be sick. Like, I don't even fucking know what you'd Limited have in edition, it. edition, embroidered number on it of the collection. Yeah, you could have some like Chinese symbols on it. So just something fucking awesome. That like would a, be unreal. A hot pot on the back or something hot like pot. that. That would be That would be so fucking it's cool. That, the sport is going to change so much. And we'll much. split the profits 70-30 to us. Yeah. Because they have and enough money. And between me and you, 90-10 to me. <laughs> We're talking about it. We're talking, yeah, about, we're talking, about, about, we're talking about the money. Details later on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see our boy JB getting in a Twitter argument? JME. JB. JB. Jensen Button. No. Did you see what happened? I saw him getting a little argument on Instagram. Oh, what was it about? Someone uh, something to do with Goodwood. Oh no. <laughs> what was that? I didn't so, see I don't that. know. Some guy just said like I think he went out and raced some cars, but like his car was like faster than everyone else's, and they, they put out a video. Something like him overtaking a load of cars and some guy commented, so, well, yeah, of course you overtook all of them because you had to put a car. And then he put something back. I don't know what it was, but it's funny to see them, like, funny to see all these yeah, little, well, little bits I of like shit. Yeah, that's why I like this one. Esteban Ocon said the other day that if he looks at all of Fernando Alonso's teammates, he believes that the only teammate at his level was Lewis and that no one else that has ever been Alonso's teammate has done better than Ocon other than Lewis. He thinks that Ocon's like... Basically, Ocon's saying that he's been the second best teammate mm. to Alonso ever. And then Jensen Button replied to it and put, I'm going to have to disagree. Because like, obviously, Jensen Button's a world champion. Yeah. Like, and he drove with Alonso. And then I went onto Twitter to find like an actual standings. And I found this lovely man. We're never going to be able to find him, but his name's Rowan Pierce. And he took all the rankings of the actual of the stats of his teammates and can confirm Jensen Button would be second in front of Ocon off performances. Well, Esteban. And I know everyone wanted to know that. I know everyone wanted to know. 
Esteban, it sounds like you need to get your fucking facts straight, mate. <laughs> now, Ocon is a great Don't driver, Don't disrespect mate. my boy Jensen Button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he came we, on the podcast. We will get our back up about it, And he's one of our friends. <laughs> so don't be nasty. <laughs> It'll be like Verstappen in the garage again. Verstappen went for Ocon in that Drive Survive series Did in he? season one. Did he slap him? He goes for him. He like pushes him. Like, we watched it again because we're still watching Drive Survive. Do you know what? You and me were talking about this last night. We were going out on the balcony and we were talking about how F1 needs to have those little fucking bits of excitement again, like off the grid. Yeah. Like, which is what Drive to Survive does, but we want to see fists. We want to see, <laughs> we want to see bloodshed. We want to see fucking crazy shit going on because they, and they can't do that shit anymore because of health and safety and because of like everything has to be proper. No, the thing. But yeah. I would love to see two drivers have a crash, get out, rip the helmets off and just beat each other to a pulp. <laughs> it would be mental. Like, and that's never going to happen. And like, I, I, I think I that- I live would, in a dream world. No, I think that would ruin it in a way. But I do think that they, and I think this will happen as well. I, Keep the helmets on. Yeah, but I reckon this is going to happen. Everything works in circles. At the moment in media, like everything's like apart no swear from words. Squares. Apart from what? Carry on. Apart from swings, <laughs> what did you say? Squares. Squares. Depends. Carry on. Yeah, everything happens in circles, and I think because the media is getting so like prim and proper, not just in Formula One, in every sport, they like took away swearing and that. But then because I've noticed in football, they've started to like allow a bit more language and a bit more banter back Have into the, to the to the commentary and to like the interviews after. And it made me think like. I reckon it will get to the point again in Formula 1 Well, do where the pundits swear on football? Not swear, but like, you do see videos of them on, on like, other things. Not live on Sky, they won't swear. But like loads of footballers swear in interviews and shit. And it just made me think, like, I do think it's going to get back to the point. I don't know when, but I reckon one of these drivers is going to rip his helmet off, go straight up to the mic and be like, I cannot fucking believe George Russell just did that. Bro, and then when. you're going to have that fucking anger. And, I and know when, though. I don't know how. How? Us. Why? This is what pit stop is all about. This is pit stop is about taking these people from this sport, which is so wrapped in cotton wool, and let them letting them have that that freedom of speech. Like they're not tied. If ever we get a formula, obviously we've had Formula One drivers on, but if they ever come to our flat in an ideal scenario when we can have them, they can. They I want them to be able to say anything they want. If Esteban Ocon is sat here and says, "Fab, you're a fucking knob. I'm better than Jensen Button." I would, I would take that all day long. <laughs> I would. I would happily let Esteban Ocon there and just call me a knobhead. True, me too. I'd be polish, polishing his shoes whilst he said it. But we're, we are going to make that change happen. <laughs> I, I just think it will happen. Like, And this season of Drive Survive is going to be crazy because loads has happened in the paddock, like Vettel leaving, Alonso moving teams. There's been so much that we haven't seen yet. And so much that there's... We, there's definitely so much stuff that we have no idea. Like... I guess we find out some cool stuff from what guests. What do you mean? Like, well, we know a lot of people within the sport and we spoke to a lot of people within the sport now. Like, even we know a lot of crazy things that never made the media. Yeah, I was going to say, and, like, to be honest, you know bro, I, mean? I feel like we know too much. Yeah, and like, I, I, I just want to... <laughs> For the amount of time that we've been in this sport, we know too much. Do you reckon anyone listening ever picks up on, like, inside jokes or things that we say? Because, like, we don't give anything away, but, yeah, we do know too much. So I Drive know. Survive's going to be fucking because crazy. Because whenever we podcast, we just let it roll. We don't even think afterwards, like, we've got to edit that out. We've got to edit this out. Or we just have a chat, so we could really say anything. It's true. I, I completely forgot everything I've said for this whole podcast. Also, have you ever thought about how technology is moving forward? drastically and you have ai and you have stuff which replicates like people's faces and their voices 
we have a database online full of hundreds of hours of you and me talking, saying every single word, every single like pitch in our voice. True. People can use that to map an AI and we could get fucked up. People, <laughs> people could make us say anything. Don't say that because there'll be someone listening that's good at editing that will take that upon someone themselves. Will, someone will do it. Or you know how they, they used to, um, you have those memes where they make people sing. Like they yeah. had Donald Trump sing yeah. from all his interview clips. Like people could do that with our stuff. That's so true. We could get wrecked, actually. You spin me right round, baby, <laughs> don't right give, round. Don't give like him any more like audio. <laughs> don't give him any. That reminds me, actually, on our TikTok, the clip with Robert Schwartz from where we're rapping, there's, there's a clip on TikTok. If anyone's going to the Ferrari Museum in Maranello, please make a video in there and use that sound. You'll see why when it comes out. Someone said, like, I'm going to the Ferrari Museum and I'm going to use this sound. Because imagine you were in there and you played that sound over your mm. TikTok and you mimed it. Because it's what we say. We're like, I'm in the Ferrari Museum. <laughs> It'd be quite a good There's sound cars over for TikTok. There. Yeah. Robbers <laughs> over there. <laughs> they haven't watched it yet. They haven't watched it yet. It's not out. Monaco has been confirmed till 2025, which is absolutely fantastic news. Breaking news. Oh, Breaking no. news. Oh, no. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? It's kind of bittersweet. Oh, man. Are you right? I'm all right. Personally, oh, no. I'm, I'm fucking great. She still didn't take you back. <laughs> yeah, but she was ugly anyway. So it's <laughs> no, it's bittersweet. No, she wasn't. She I, was beautiful. I think it's good for you and me because of future endeavours. But ladies and gentlemen, Ross Braun is retiring from, retiring from the Formula One for the second time in his career. Oh, no. I saw that at the end of 2023. It's good. It's good. What, because we can get him on the pod easier? Wait, is it the end of 2023? It's the end of this season. Oh, wait, it might be the end of next season. No, I think it's the end of this season. Though. Yeah, I think it is the end of this season. Which, Ross, if you're listening, because we know, we've reached out. Let's, let's say some kind words to Ross to summarise his career. Ross, I don't know a single thing, really, about your past Apart from the fact that every single team that you have worked with, you have just, you have graced them with some untouchable knowledge, which has helped them to be one of the greatest teams in the world. I think you're an amazing man. It was unbelievable to meet you out in Zanvoort. We have reached out on the email. We haven't heard back. I know you're extremely busy. But the Pit Stop Podcast is the number one motherfucking Formula One podcast, <laughs> podcast in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> and Ross, we need you to come on. Please, everyone. If anyone can find Ross anywhere, I've only found him on LinkedIn. But if anyone knows where he lives, send him a letter. Just say, please come on the Pit Stop Podcast. <laughs> we could do the best interview with Ross Braun once he leaves Formula One. We could because, actually, no, I should probably do my one very quickly. Ross, thanks so much for being a massive part of Formula One. We loved meeting you and shaking your hand. I'm aware of all of your accomplishments and everything you've done. Oh, yeah. um, would love to. Yeah, I know everything he's done. Loads of Mercedes, McLaren, all the teams he's been at. He's always been such an amazing person to work with. Such an inspirational, amazing good guy. What does he like to work with? Well, you know, Ross was the kind of guy that bought his own packed lunch every day. Sees a salad. The action man lunchbox. Yeah, action man And he lunchbox. always had three sticks of cheese. <laughs> but in everyone there. loved him. Everyone loved him. You know, first there, last out, every time. Remember how he always used to wear the multicolored socks? Yeah, oh my Pink God, on one yeah. foot, green on the other. Oh, Ross, those were the days. <laughs> they were the days. So, Ross, look, enjoy your time away from Formula One. We know you want to do a bit of gardening. You want to play with your grandkids. You want to go fishing. 
enjoy all of that, but let us come with you. Let us come film it all. We want to come fishing with you and do it. We want to oh do a podcast my God, where yeah. we go fishing with fucking Ross Brawl. That is now, that, I'm so glad we've said that live on the pod. Let's make that our mission. Let's try and do a video with Ross Braun where we go fishing. That, would that is the fucking greatest <laughs> idea in the world. Do you remember the last time me and you went fishing? I caught that fish. We can't talk about that. <laughs> we can't talk about that. What the fucking RSPCA. I didn't kill any fish again. I respect animals. No, Jake just struggled to get the hook out of the mouth. So, But we removed it in the end. Yeah. And back in the water and it was everything was fine yeah well fishing's good fun we'll definitely do that for us yeah. let's bring today's podcast to an end because it's only a quick snappy bonus because there's another bonus coming we're only 17 minutes in no we're not i can't even see it but it's not 17 minutes oh i can't see the screen so should i guess how long we'll be going for yeah uh i'm gonna go for 33 minutes nah am I'll i wrong you, give you one more guess 38 39. 39 minutes! 39.51. What have we been chatting about for 39 minutes? Ross Braun's multicolored socks. Give me your top three for Singapore. Go. Top three for Singapore Max Verstappen in first, Nicholas Latifi in second, and fucking Esteban Ocon in ninth. There you go. Fab. Sensible. Carlos Sainz in third. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and in second? I just told you. Nicholas Latifi. Yep. Okay, that can stand. I'm going with George Russell first. Max Verstappen second, Charles Leclerc third. It goes to Japan. Very solid prediction. The only reason I say Latifi in there is because he put in that blinder qualifying in Budapest in Hungary. Very tight track. Very hard to overtake. Same as Singapore. Maybe Nicholas Latifi will qualify really well. Something tells me that's wrong. I swear he did his good qualifying session in Silverstone. We were sat in the media room and then he made it out of Q1 and we were like, oh my God, he's out of Q1. We were in Silverstone media room. No, no, we were sat here. It was it was Budapest and Hungary. Who actually knows? I could be fucking wrong. Thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. Click the five stars button. Click the follow button. The episode with Robert Schwartzman is coming this week as a bonus. So you need to be following us. See, see when it goes up. It'll be on YouTube as well. Go and subscribe to our channel. Jake and Fab Pit Stop. Type type in whatever you want. Get us to thirty thousand subs or more. What are we on? We're we're 500 subs away from 30,000. Come on. And there's so many people listening to this that if you just went and subbed, then we'd have 30,000 subs. Yeah. We want 100. Yeah. So... Thousand. Please, just make a couple more accounts. If everyone just makes another account... Yeah, everyone go onto one of those dodgy websites and get a bot which subscribes to one channel. <laughs> everyone do ten, get us to 100k. No one do that. No one do that, please. Thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. The next episode will be the bonus. And we'll be back on Monday again because we've already filmed the bonus. They're going to love it. The episode with Robert is it's so gonna good. It's going to be absolutely mega. It's going to be a banger. Guys, thank you so much. Fishing with Ross Braun coming very, very <laughs> soon. Or maybe not that soon, but fucking hopefully at some point. Oh, the bait is out. Pit stop, tuning out. Powered by Spirit Studios.